Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by. Welcome to Stingray Group Inc.'s first quarter 2022 results call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session. Instructions will be provided at the time for you to queue up for questions. If anyone has difficulties hearing the conference, please press star zero for operator assistance at any time. Before turning the meeting over to management, I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded today, August 4, 2021. I would now turn the conference over to Matthew Pelikin, Senior Vice President, Marketing and Communications. Please go ahead. Thank you very much. Bon matin à tous. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Stingray's conference call for the first quarter results ending June 30, 2021. Today, Eric Boyko, President, CEO, and Co-Founder, and Jean-Pierre Tran, CFO, will be presenting Stingray's financial and operational highlights. Our press release reporting Stingray's fiscal 2022 first quarter results was issued yesterday after the markets closed. Our press release and BNA and financial statements for the quarter are available on our investor website at stingray.com and on SIDAR. I will now give you the customary caution that today's discussion of the corporation's performance and its prospect may include forward-looking statements. The corporation's future operation and performance are subject to risk and uncertainties, and actual results may differ materially. These risks and uncertainties include but are not limited to the risk factors identified in Stingray's annual information form dated June 2, 2021, which is available on SIDR. The corporation specifically disclaims any intention or obligation to update these forward-looking statements, whether because of new information, future events, or otherwise, except as may be required by applicable law. Accordingly, you are advised not to place undue reliance on such forward-looking statements. Also, please be reminded that some of the financial measures discussed during this conference call are non-IFRS. Please refer to Stingray's MDNA for a complete definition and reconciliation of such measures to IFRS financial measures. Finally, let me remind you that all amounts on this call are expressed in Canadian dollars unless otherwise indicated. With that, let me turn the call over to Eric. Okay, merci, Mathieu. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to our first quarter uh, conference call. Happy for the medal we just won. Also very happy to be back in semi-normal business. Uh, happy for us as uh, Canadians and uh, everybody around the world, so good that business is back. The gradual return to normal commercial operations certainly lifted our radio business and our revenues, which posted a strong 24.9% increase overall. Organic growth for broadcast and recurring commercial revenues stood at 1.9%. Moreover, the U.S. reported an impressive quarterly rate of organic growth of 11.6%. 
we clearly see momentum in organic growth building in our sales pipeline across most or all of our business lines. On the EBITDA front, we measured up to last year's quarter, which has benefited from government subsidies and the implementation of significant cost savings measure. With significant reduced subsidies this year and a return to sustainable operating expense, adjusted EBITDA was down slightly to $24.2 million. Milwaukee, in our broadcasting and commercial music revenue, remained relatively stable at $35.6 million, reflecting an increase in advertising along with a more favorable business environment, all of which was offset by a negative impact of FX around $2 million. Adjusted EBITDA decreased to $14.7 million from $20.3 million due to lower SUs and higher operating costs, both of which were related to the improving post-COVID business environment. At this point, I'd like to briefly recap some of very, very exciting growth opportunities we have in broadcasting and commercial music. <clears throat> For starters, in the U.S., free ad-supported TV channels made an important contribution to this year's growth with an overall advertising up 125% over the same quarter last year. We expect momentum for fast channels to further accelerate with significant growth prospects from Naturescape and, Nat and Stingray Music. We have several upcoming rollouts involving Samsung, Pluto, TCL, Zumo, and LG, among others. We are currently in discussion to introduce Stingray Music on major, on major OTT platform. If, if successful, Negotiation, this development will lead to significant organic growth and increased revenues. We're also seeing strong organic sales across all Stingray business activities. We've developed considerable momentum in several pilots with global enterprise brands are underway for commercial music, digital display, and our consumer insight product with Chatter. We are also seeing a great opportunity to become one of the leading suppliers of in-store audio advertising in North America, a fast-growing market. In-store audio advertising is a natural evolution for all of our 100,000-plus customers. We have launched a pilot project involving several supermarkets in the GTA with ads running on our networks every few minutes. These targeted programming ads will let shoppers know that a given product is on special in a specific store or aisle. Benefits of the brands are clear since they'll be reaching customers right at the point of sale. Going forward, this will become a very important strategy for our radio business, which will be able to extend the reach of our national campaign into our retailers. As previously mentioned, discussion with global enterprise brands take time, and our major investment in growing and supporting Stingray business has not yet reflected in our revenues. That being said, major rollouts are planned over the coming months. RSVOD, our goal is to reach 1 million subscribers. Right now, that number is closing on 600,000. Meeting our sub-target will result from a combination of new distribution, organic growth, and M&A. We also see an opportunity to increase our RPU with a goal of $8 per month. With that in mind, we are introducing new Stingray product bundles on many Amazon countries. The recent of Calm Radio has added more than 30,000 subscribers to our SVOD numbers and will increase our overall RPU. This is a great acquisition which brings uh, it, an acquired catalog of over 700 hours of classical and relaxing music to be programmed for all Stingray music and Stingray business. In addition, Calm Radio offers multiple opportunities to upsell. 
for hotel rooms, speakers, manufacturers, in cars, and transportation. We, can, we intend to keep building and distributing this property of rights, including music catalog, through new channels and platforms. In our last call, we indicated that we're moving ahead with a rollout in all Tesla dealership worldwide for in-store background commercial music. As you probably know, we also power Tesla popular in-car karaoke, karaoke with a C, experienced through Stingray karaoke. After two years, karaoke has become a favorite app for Tesla passengers. While this person was originally driven by marketing purposes and visibility, we are, happy to, we are happy that Tesla will renew the confidence in our karaoke product for years to come and, and a new model. Moving to radio, a gradual easing of COVID-19 restriction and a return to normal commercial operation resulted in a 78.8% increase in revenues to $29.2 million. These are, these are impressive results considering that Ontario remained under heavy COVID-related restrictions and closures during the quarter. Bear in mind that Toronto and Ottawa are two key markets for our radio business. Higher revenue fuel adjusted EBITDA growth is 87.9% to $10.8 million. Despite reduced use benefits and higher operating expense, the adjusted EBITDA margin increased from 35% to 37%. In upcoming quarters, our radio business will capitalize on the easing of COVID-19 restriction and lower operating cost structure resulting from permanent cost-saving measures implement, implemented last year. As we move through fiscal 2022, our capital allocation strategy will prioritize M&A, followed by debt reduction, our share redemption through renewal of our NCIB. On the M&A front, the good news is that we see many opportunities to close transactions at reasonable evaluations. Hopefully, I'll, I'll, I'll have I've been able to convey a tremendous excitement about our business growth prospect. And finally, I'd like to finish with three points for the growth of Stingray. Um, first, for Stingray uh, broadcasts and streaming, I think growth with the fast channel, growth with SVOD, growth in the car vector. For radio, I'd like to say radio is back. Uh, if we can be back to pre-COVID levels of 150 million, our free cash flow and EBITDA should be north of 60 million. And finally, for Stingray business, with the growth of US, Chatter, and in-store audio uh, ads, we see also a lot of good growth coming in the next few months. So with this, I'll pass it to you, Jean-Pierre, but very excited to, uh, like I said, to be back in a normal life. Merci, Jean-Pierre. Thank you, Eric. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Kindly note that all amounts will be expressed in Canadian dollars unless otherwise specified. Stingray first quarter results mark a return to normal operating conditions led by gradual easing of restrictions. As a result of this improved market environment, consolidated revenues increased 24% year-over-year to $64.8 million from $52.3 million. By geography, revenues in Canada rose 47.5% to $41.4 million, representing 62.8% of total revenues versus 52.7% last year. This solid increase was driven by an improved market environment. In the U.S., revenues remain stable at $10.3 million, accounting for 16% of revenues as the negative impact of foreign exchange was largely offset by organic growth in advertising revenues in the broadcast and commercial music segments. 
Lastly, revenues in other countries decreased 5.6% to 13.1 million, or 20.3% of total revenues, due mainly to lower subscription revenues. Looking at our performance by business segment, broadcasting and commercial music revenues decreased 1% year-over-year to 35.6 million. The decline mainly reflects the negative foreign exchange rate impact essentially offset by an increase in advertising revenue and gradual return to normal commercial operation. It should be noted that negative impact of FX, as discussed by Eric, represents just over $2 million in decrease of revenues. Looking at the operating expenses, which increased by $5.3 million to reach $20.9 million over the previous year, the increase is due to $2.7 million in reduced subsidies, higher operating costs related to normalized salaries as compared to COVID-related salary reduction in Q1 2021. An increased variable operating expenses caused by the gradual return to normal commercial operations. Radio revenues grew 79% to $29.2 million, again mostly driven by a gradual return to normal commercial operations. Radio operating expenses increased by $7.8 million to $18.4 million over the previous year. The increase is due to $4.3 million in reduced subsidies, higher operating costs related to normalized salaries as compared to COVID-related salary reduced in 2021, and increased variable expenses caused by the gradual return to normal commercial operations. Consolidated adjusted EBITDA decreased 5.2% to 24.2 million, or 37% of revenues compared to 25.5 million, or 49% of revenues a year ago. The reduction, the reduction is adjusted EBITDA mainly reflects reduced subsidies and higher operating costs, partially offset by higher revenues from a gradual return to normal commercial operations. By business segment, broadcasting and commercial music adjusted EBITDA decreased 5.6 million to 14.7 million from 20.3 million in Q1 2021. The decline reflects lower subsidies and higher operating costs, both steaming from gradual return to normal commercial operations. As for the radio segment, adjusted EBITDA nearly doubled to 10.8 million. The adjusted EBITDA margin increased 37% this quarter up from 35.2% last year. The improvements seen from higher revenues partially offset by lower subsidies and higher operating expenses. As a bottom line, seeing record net income of 4.2 million or 6 cents per share compared to 7 million or 10 cents per share last year. The decrease is related to a gain of legal expense in Q1 2021, lower operating result and a negative change in share value of engine consideration partially offset by a loss of fair value of investment recorded in Q1 2021. Meanwhile, adjusted net income amounted to $11.2 million, or $0.16 cents per share, compared to $35.5 million, $13.5 million, or $0.18 cents per share a year ago. The decrease was mainly related to lower operating results and a negative change in fair value of contingent considerations. Turning now to liquidity and capital resources, cash flow generated from operating activities reached $16.3 million in the first quarter of fiscal 2022, compared to $38 million a year earlier. 
The reduction was mostly due to a negative change in non-cash operating items, higher legal expenses, and lower, lower operating results. Adjusted cash flow total 15 million compared to 18 million last year. Decrease was mainly related to higher capital expenditure and lower operating results. Lastly, looking at our balance sheet, we had cash and cash equivalent of 6.4 million as of June 30, 2021, subordinate date of 31.8 million, and accredited facilities of 305.8 million, of which approximately 87.2 million was available. Total net debt at the end of the quarter stood at 331.1 million, or 2.88 pro forma adjusted EBITDA ratio. We are very comfortable with our financial position, which will allow us to execute our growth strategy and capture any accretive M&A opportunities that will build value for our stakeholders. This ends my presentation. I'll turn the call back to Eric. Okay, merci Jean-Pierre. Um, thank you everybody for being on the call today. Um, this concludes our prepared remarks. Uh, thank you for your time and attention. At this point, GP and I will be pleased to answer any questions you might have. Thank you. Again, at this time, we would like to take any questions you might have for us today. If you would like to ask a question, simply press star, then the number one key on your touchstone telephone. We have our first question from the line of Adam Shine from National Bank Financial. Please go ahead. Uh, thanks a lot. Good morning. So, Eric, two, three questions. I'll, uh, I'll ask them in, you know, in order, let you answer them accordingly. Um, you know, it's, it's only a few weeks now since Ontario eased restrictions. Can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing in terms of improvements in the overall radio business, particularly as you alluded to, you know, the importance of Toronto and uh, the Ottawa clusters? And then also, you know, in regards to any incremental traction in commercial music as it relates specifically to Canada and the easing of uh, restrictions in Ontario. And I'll follow up with a couple more. Yeah, so very good question for radio. Um, for radio, the most important number um, uh, that we, you know, is to compare it to two years ago. Um, so our, if we can be minus 20% compared to two years ago, then we're back to our break-even or to our 55 million EBITDA we had in, uh, in fiscal 2020. Um, so uh, right now, for the last three, four weeks, we've been beating two years ago. So that, that's the importance of Ontario. Uh, with Ontario back... Uh, local sales in Toronto and Ottawa are strong, and we're, we're at minus, 50, minus 15 so far uh, for the quarter, but we're beating every week last year. If we can be back to 150 million in sales, like I mentioned, that means our EBITDA should be north of 60 million uh, with our cost structure. So very, very excited. The other thing that we're strong is that I think that, you know, Stingray management on the radio side is we're the first to meet customers. We're out there all over the country. Um, some of our competitors haven't aligned yet their, the way that they can meet their, because they're bigger companies. So I think we have an edge right now being independent, uh, smaller and more aggressive to gain market share. Uh, and the last tram report, which compares markets, Stingray was you know, up, up 35% compared to our peers the last month. So you can see that we're really taking market share um, right now. So let's see if this maintains. 
but i um, very happy about radio. Regarding uh, Stingray, uh, Stingray, uh, Stingray business, the biggest improvement we'll have is there's no more credits. I think all credits are finished as July 1st, uh, so that's good news. Uh, for me, I was always uh, talking about casinos or casinos open because uh, that was the, still a good customer. Um, and also E&L. E&L, now every store, all stores that were closed for the last two years or had restrictions are now planning worldwide to invest for the fall. So we have to really be ready for all our products, for music, digital signage, and insight with uh, Chatter. So I'm um, very excited about uh, the next few quarters. Eric, thanks for that. Just uh, on the SBOD business, uh, 572,000 subs, obviously including those from Com Radio, just over 300K there. Can you, can you help us with, you know, pick your poison, either pro forma ARPU uh, at this point, including Com Radio, which was supposed to be accretive, uh, or perhaps, you know, the run rate in regards to SBOD revenues uh, pro forma? Yeah, so pro forma, we like the RPA to be back towards eight dollars. Um, we've also negotiating a lot of our B2 B2 B2C deals, uh, the Amazon deals, the Comcast. We're increasing our wholesale price because you know we feel some of our products can have it. So we'll see an increase in the RPA for the, the clients like Comcast and Amazon, and also a strong focus with Com Radio and the other products on the B2C side, which we sell at anywhere from 12 to $16 US. And just Com Radio, Com Radio is 30,000 subs, so three, uh, not 300,000, just to make sure uh, my English is good. So no, very, look, we see, you know, just with Amazon. Amazon, we're deploying worldwide. We're deploying bundles with them. So we're gonna be uh, deploying uh, a bit like Stack, uh, as you know, with uh, our friends at Chorus Dead in Canada, I think they have over 600,000 subs. We're going to be putting together and launching soon a Classica, Jazz, Karaoke, and Quello at a higher price and offering, a, 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 I guess, a better, you know, a better product, better price product for all of our customers. And we're looking to launch this in Canada, U.S., Mexico, Brazil, India, Australia, and all of the Nordic countries. So... We see a lot of runway, runway just with Amazon worldwide. So I'm very excited with, with those uh, new deals and excited also just personally to be in Canada. So excited that we will be able to buy our products in Canada. Uh, and that should be launched in early August. So we're talking weeks, not months. Okay, but right now ARPU would be closer, you know, somewhere in a 7 to $8 zone, obviously, right? The RPU rate now is on the GP. Get the SBOT sheet. What, what, what are we? Seven. So what's the exact number of GP? Six ninety-seven. Six ninety-seven. So we're closer to seven dollars. Okay. Thanks for that. But, just last. Yeah, Sorry. Go ahead. But with, go ahead. With, with the bundles, we're trying to increase some of our wholesale yeah. by a by a dollar. So it, you know, if you increase your wholesale by a dollar, your RPU quickly increases. Absolutely. And just one last quick one related to margin. And I don't I don't want to you know put any pressure in regards to giving us guidance per se, but um, you know, a lot of moving pieces to the business, obviously some operating leverage to be anticipated going forward. But you know, when we think about uh in fiscal twenty twenty, thirty eight point five percent adjusted EBITDA margin, obviously with the compression of revenue from COVID and then the government subsidies, you know, you ballooned up to forty six percent. When we think about fiscal 2022, 
should we be thinking about an overall business that's running somewhere close to or just above 40%? Is that yeah. a reasonable level? And for your models, I think it's important. I would put 40 as our target, and I think easily, easily attainable with business being back. As you know, radio has great margins. And when you get over your fixed costs, radio runs at 80% gross margin. So it really adds to the EBITDA. So, and also, you know, that's why for the U.S., we mentioned it, we're growing 11.6, but we feel comfortable even starting this close uh, this quarter that the U.S. will be growing closer to 20%. Okay, great. Thanks, Eric. I'll, I'll queue up again. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. The next one, we have the line of Tim Gacy from BMO. Please go ahead. Thanks. Um, I'll keep from me, uh, guys. Um, one, you talked about some uh, foreign exchange pressure. Uh, um, should you quantify that? And, and was that all in the subscriptions business? And then on subscriptions, I mean, it, it was, um, you know, on the quarter, it, it, the, the number was uh, was weak. Um, you know, being down ten uh, percent. You know, can, can you walk us through what happened there and, and how that's going to recover through the back half of the year? And then, Eric, can you give us some uh, color on how you think the contribution of the fast channel advertising business will be? And just, just so we're clear, is the million eight you reported in advertising in BNC, is that all fast channel? And, and I guess what I'm asking how fast do you think, you know, what kind of quarterly run rate do you think you can get that up to? Thanks. And, Tim, sorry, but the question one and two, if you can, maybe the line here on our side isn't that good. Can you repeat question one and two? Uh, exchange impact in the quarter. Okay. And question, question two, the subscriptions uh, revenues in BC were down on the quarter. What happened there and how is expect that metric will perform going forward? Okay, thanks, Tim. And for the FX, yeah, uh, the more we grow in the U.S., like I mentioned, we think we'll be growing by 20%. Um, and the more we're dependent on the U.S. dollar, last year it was up to 140. This quarter went almost down to 120, 122. Um, so I think that, that that part of it is, is going to be behind us. Um, but for sure, Stingray is a net, net, net exporter, and all of our costs are mostly in Canadian. So we, as uh, at Stingray, we, we prefer a higher dollar. Um, so this quarter, it's $2 million. Uh, and after the call that we could give you for every, for every set, what's the impact on sales and EBITDA. Uh, but, it, but it is important, and it will be more and more important uh, in the future. Uh, for the SVOD B2C, absolutely. Last year, we had the strength of the COVID. Um, this year, post-COVID, we're getting the post-COVID decline on the B2C side. Um, and then there is an impact, you know, the, the B2C product, we're down, you know, uh, a larger part. Um, so that one we have to see. Uh, the, the beauty about B2C is great, but B2C also, that's something that you can forecast as much as a deal with Comcast or a deal with Amazon that just grows every month. So um, that one is, is a, we'll have to be tracking over the next few uh, quarters. And regarding fast. The fast channels are still growing at this time of the year at 5% per month uh, with the best season coming up in the fall. The big win for us is our audio channels. Um, 
the fast audio, which, which is really pay audio, which we would not launch in Canada because we have a, a, a protected market in Canada. But for the rest of the world, um, an average listener listens to four hours of pay audio a month. Um, if we're able to transfer that to the fast channels, that will be a huge win. We've already launched a few channels with LG, Zumo. So for us, it's to be able to convince Samsung and to go from five channels to 40 channels, which would be a true pay audio product. And that for us will be the winning product for faster, fast growth. So I, I, like, I like the way you said that. So excited to be announcing some audio music on, the, on, the, on, on TV. Is that a good answer, Sim? Yeah, just I mean, so that that million eight that reported that is that is all the fast channel advertising. Roughly, it's eighty percent fast channels, and the only other advertising that that, we, that is in there are the music videos in Canada. So, and in that we know it's it's about a hundred thousand a month. So one point eight minus three hundred thousand, so it's one point five on one point eight. So you're looking at almost eighty percent, but the fast channels are growing so much that you know it's going to. The, the advertising will become almost 95%, 98% the fast channel growth. That's great. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. Again, as a reminder, if you would like to ask a question, simply press star, then the number one on your touchstone telephone. We have our next question from the line of Matthew Lee from January, please go ahead. Yeah, morning, guys. Um, you know, on the radio front, I think you're still about 30% uh, below F20 levels. And, you know, you, we've talked about kind of getting back to about 150 million. But, you know, if I'm thinking about this year specifically, do you think that you'll be, you know, in the 90% range of that or, you know, 85? Or do you think you'll reach that 150 all the way, uh, you know, full recovery? Yeah, so our budget, depending on, the, again, the timing of COVID, uh, was about 80%. We wanted to be at 80% of 150. Um, but again, COVID delayed our first quarter. Uh, if things are good in Canada, and I think we are, um, again, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but if, if, if things stay the same, I think we should be, you know, back to less than minus 20 uh, and back to normal. So um, if we're back to normal, which is the most important is the future because we can't go back, then if we're back to 150, with our 10 million of cost savings, well, you, you take that 55 million EBITDA that we did two years ago, and it goes all the way up to up north of 60. So we're very positive on radio, very strong team. Um, the trend reports, which measures us and our competition in each market, is very positive, um, and I think we're getting market share. So um, uh, right now, for, like I said, the last four weeks were above two years ago. It's only four weeks, you're going to tell me. And for this quarter, we're, we were minus 32 last quarter. For this quarter, we're closer to minus 15. So it's improving every week. So um, where is this quarter going to finish? I think it's going to finish better than minus 15. So uh, very happy with the results. And also, our digital sales are doing very well. So that's also a big segment for us. Um, which is going to be this year north of 10 million of digital sales. So I'm um, excited about the strategy we have and our team. And also, I don't, you know, I think this spring we had the best ratings of all radio companies in Canada. Um, so 
you got to be careful with ratings because, uh, you know, what happened this spring is not going to happen this year in the fall. But again, very happy about the segment, and I think radio proved how strong it is. And for us, if if we're you know with the in-store audio advertising, you're going to say what's the link to radio? If we have the chance that we we control 80,000 locations in Canada, including every grocery and every pharmacy, every Walmart, every Dollarama is our music system. We can start doing audio ads in stores, which we're testing uh, with a lot of our grocers. Um, then we give ourselves an edge for our radio team to sell those ads and also to have a unique selling proposition when we approach the big brands and say, you want to be in the grocery stores, you want to be in the dollar stores or the Walmarts, well, there's only one person that can offer you those stores, so we'd like more radio buys uh, for you. So that, I think, is one of our strategy that, that we did when we bought radio, and it's coming forward. So, you know, maybe in, in a year or two years from now, you're going to say that the Stingray, we were genius. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I will. Um, but just in terms of cash flow. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> uh, you know, switching gears a bit, you know, $15 million was a little bit more uh, less sorry, than I, I was expecting. Uh, are you expecting to reach last year's rate? I mean, that pretty much indicates that you'd have to do about $20 million per quarter for the remainder of the year. I mean, is that still the objective, given the wage subsidies? For who? So again, can you start the question? Sorry. Uh, sorry, free cash flow uh, objective for F22. Yeah, so, we're, you know, we're, we're still confident. We always maintain that we want to reach about $80 million. $80 million is our target. Uh, first quarter, for sure, was, was softer. Um, a lot of COVID credits still. I was surprised with the COVID credits. Uh, softer with the E&L. A lot of E&L projects were delayed, but just a bit softer. But the trends are looking good. and confident that we will achieve uh, our dollar plus per share. Um, you know, two years ago, we did, I think, a dollar three per share. Last year, we did a dollar one. So very confident about being a dollar per share and close to $80 million of free cash flow um, with the strong remainder of the year and stronger organic sales. Uh, again, that's with the U.S. dollar not moving too much. Uh, that's with the U.S. dollar staying where it is. If the U.S. dollar goes down again, uh, then we'll adjust. But the beauty we have, uh, Matt at Stingray, is that we have hard margin products. So, uh, you, know, we're, it's, you know, we always, I guess we always make money. So. Yep, that's a fair point. Uh, can you quantify the COVID credit? Oh, the COVID credits, you know, it was, uh, again, close to 800, 842000 this quarter. Um, you know, but, uh, but it's still, we thought it was going to be zero, and it's still delaying. It's a million dollars, plus there might be a bit more, you know, a lot of E&Ls are getting delayed, but I think now everything is back on, and uh, so that's why we're happy that we're back to business, and happy that all, all our customers are also back in business. It's tough to collect money from music in a store that's closed. Um, you know, so that, that was one of our issues, even if we do have a contract that's valid. All right, perfect. And then uh, maybe just a big picture item. You know, obviously, SVOB platforms are a key M&A focus for you, given your objective of reaching 1 million subs. Uh, but can you maybe talk about the other areas you're looking at and, and what timing looks like for acquisition throughout the year? Yeah, so it's a good question. So, you know, we had a board yesterday. Uh, the board, you know, a lot of tuck-in acquisitions. We like tuck-in like Calm. Um, great deal, great vertical. Um, so I think we have a bunch of small tuck-ins, uh, also in, in certain verticals. Um, we're also looking, we'd like 50% of our music and our video in the future that is owned by Stingray. 
One of the strengths of Stingray Karaoke is we own the we own 26,000 songs of karaoke. We're the label. We own the masters. And with Calm Radio, we just bought ourselves 700 hours of audio music that we'll be able to put on all our platforms in planes. Again, rights free. So we'd like to be able to have 50% of our music, 5-0, in the next three years that we own. We're not going to own a label. We're not going to own Rihanna. We're not going to be in that space. But when you think about spa, nature, you think about easy listening, which are classical, uh, classical wellness, and that's where we want to buy. So you'll see a lot of our acquisitions stuck in that we're, we're buying a business, but also buying a catalog, which at the end is you're really buying real estate. Huh? You're buying a business with a, with a big land. So I, I think that will change our, those are a lot of tuckets, but I, I think you'll see a lot of those in the next few years. In the SVOD space, we're also for Stingray Business. Stingray Business has a lot of small competitors in the U.S., 10, 15, 20,000 stores. So we're talking with a lot of different uh, operators uh, in the U.S., in Mexico, in Europe. Uh, so also uh, looking at those. But strong pipeline and a lot of and uh, I think you'll see a lot of small deals coming. Um, our goal at capital allocation is to deploy at least 25, 20 to 25 million a year for deals. So we have a lot of runway uh, left for the next nine months. All right, great. Uh, that's all for me. Thanks. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks. Thank you. I'm showing no further questions at this time. Presenters, please continue. Okay, all right, so thank you very much, everybody, for your time today. I'd like to thank all the analysts attending the conference call. At 11 today, uh, by the way, we're also hosting our AGM, our annual shoulder meeting. So excited to do it. Virtually is not the same, I agree. But you're still invited to join us. Look forward to speaking to you again following the release of our second quarter results in early November. In closing, I wish to thank all members of the Stingray team who worked so very hard over the past year. Also, I'd like to impress our appreciation to our investors for their trust in us. Have a great day, everyone, and thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Merci. This concludes today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.